let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who I'm picking? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. What is up, Dog Nation? Uh, we have got a gully washer of a show for you today. You know, let me let me let you look, little little insidery type stuff, a little inside baseball behind the scenes. So obviously it's Thanksgiving week. Obviously myself, Jay Black, Kaylee Mansell, we like to be with our families Wednesday night, uh, Thursday, some traveling. So we're like, you know what, let's do a Before the Hedges special edition. And we, we, we tried to say not just tape a regular show, but make it, make it feel special. Make it feel like Dog Nation has a lot to be thankful for on this fine Wednesday evening. I was like, sure, that's a great idea. And then Miss Mansell and I started talking, and I was like, hey, how about we just do a countdown, like Casey Kasem style, of the all-time greatest recruits of the Kirby Smart era. And I said, boy, that sounded good while the dogs were, like, um, floating up and down. Dog Nation was floating up and down the Tennessee River. And after the dogs uh, spanked the volunteers again on Rocky Top. But good ideas are sometimes – still remain good, but the undertaking, the preparation, the production of said good idea is sometimes very hard to do. And when you're talking about this, our show, our special edition tonight is counting down the all-time greatest, 20 greatest recruits of the Kirby Smart era. I'm thankful, fortunate, so glad that I've been able to cover, been covering Georgia for it all, to have seen uh, every Georgia recruiting class come together since about May of 2015. Uh, and this is hard. I'm going to tell you, folks, this is hard. Like, I wanted to have Eddie the Blind Squirrel right here as a prop because a blind squirrel, folks, probably could not do this. A little context for you. Georgia has signed 36 five-stars in the Kirby Smart era. So even if only half of those or a third of those hit, that still only leaves me with a wiggle room for about eight spots. So it is very, very hard. It's kind of like picking your favorite grandparent or picking your favorite Thanksgiving dessert or maybe even picking your favorite Will Ferrell movie. This is what it felt like when I was putting it all together. Uh, Nonetheless, I had my appointed rounds, and this is what we had to do on this special edition of Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. And, you know, I only kind of cheated once. Because one of these was one of these spots were very hard, and here's just some context. Let's just kind of start the ball rolling here, guys. Instead of a big five, consider yourselves overserved tonight because you're going to get a big twenty. That's the biggest twenty recruits of the Kirby Smart era, according to this uh, lonely intrepid correspondent here putting all this together. Um, let's still tell you how hard it was. Take a look at this. These are your honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, folks. Uh, Carson Beck. I think Carson might even crack the 20. Give him another five games. He might even crack the 20. James Cook. Lad McConkey. Lad McConkey was like knocking on the door. Maybe a little bit more health he would have gotten through. Kenny McIntosh the same way. Um, I was really torn uh, about A.D. Mitchell. Like A.D. Mitchell on one of my early drafts made this list because uh, he's got tremendous production in the playoffs everybody remembers the catch against Ohio State the catch against Michigan the catch against TCU like he has came up like A.D. Mitchell has seven had seven career touchdowns at Georgia and four of those were in the college football playoffs but then you look at A.J. Mitchell's body of work he only had seven total touchdowns he missed a lot of time 
And that just narrowly kept him off the list. Another name, Darnell Washington, the tight end right there, Darnell Washington. Warren McClendon, I think, was a stalwart for the first uh, really strong block of the Kirby Smart era. He was a three-year starter. He played some guard. He played some right tackle. Really very rarely heard his name called, and that made it great. Aziz Ojolari, a great edge player. He basically won the last couple of games for Georgia in the 2020 COVID season. George Pickens, uh, electrifying talent. Uh, Quay Walker, future first-round draft pick. He was a five-star for 24-7 sports. And then Zamir White. Zamir White, number one overall running back in the country. Georgia won a bitter recruiting war there with the likes of Clemson and Alabama. Uh, He had the two knee reconstructions, the two major knee ACL tears, and then he went on to become a national champion for Georgia and lead the team in rushing for both the 2020 and the 2021 seasons. He even got drafted in the NFL. So that kind of shows you just how hard this stinking list is going to be. And with that being said, let's kind of jump into it. And this is the one that I was probably the hardest one to think about. And let's look, we've got the 20 biggest recruits we feel uh, the Dog Nation Recruiting Department feels are the 20 biggest recruits of the Kirby Smart era. Uh, We're going to count down really majorly, but for 20 through 16, we're going to put it up kind of like top target style, kind of looking at all of them right there. Um, and I, the one thing I really felt bad about is it was just so hard. Like if I had another five games of body of work to assess and put together on the resume for one of these guys, I think the tie would be broken. But for right now, number 20 overall, and I guess I'm going to try and channel my inner Casey Kasem a little bit. I have a tie for number 20, and that's Keely Ringo. Um, first of all, Keeley was the number one cornerback in the country. Um, he did make an all SEC team, uh, came out of Arizona, uh, number four, I think overall prospect in the country, Georgia won that recruiting battle. And of course, Keeley Ringo started for basically two years at Georgia, went on and became a fourth round draft pick in the NFL. And he has the iconic pick six, the one that sealed the national championship, the one that made him immortal. The one people think we'll be talking about for years and years and years, the Keely Ringo interception, where all those funny YouTube videos, those euphoric, uh, those those cleansing, uh, soul-lifting YouTube videos after he picked off Bryce Young and returned it down the sidelines in Lucas Oil Stadium for the 33-18 final. Keeley's number 20, but knocking on the door, as Mr. Munson would like to say, is Kamari Lassiter. Uh, he's already a two-time national champ, could be a three-time national champ. Uh, Kamari, I think, has been the best quarterback on the Georgia team for cornerback on the Georgia team for the last two seasons. Um, he's playing his way into a first round draft slot. Nobody throws on Kamari Lassiter. He was like the number 18 cornerback in the country. Great story there. He grew up in Savannah, but he was playing his high school ball in Tuscaloosa. Georgia beat out Alabama, Clemson, Auburn uh, for his services there. And a Savannah native came home back home to be a Georgia Bulldog. This number 19, I feel really strongly about Jake Kermada uh, because Jake Kermada is, was the number one punter in the country back out of, coming out of Norcross High School. He went on to become a uh, third or fourth round draft pick, <clears throat> I believe, of the Tampa Bay Bucks, which really never happens. But the thing about Kermada is I want to take you back to the spring of 2017. That's after Kirby's first season. That's uh, the amazing um, – First season, he he worried Georgia went eight and five. Actually, lost to Tech, lost to Vanderbilt, uh, lost to Josh Dobbs in Tennessee on that heartbreaker. But the spring game of 2017, remember, 93K Day was 2016 before the 2016 season. But uh, 93K Day was that year. But 
spring game, Jake Cremata committed to Georgia. And he was the only remaining commitment in that class before Georgia went on to stack up seven five-stars, the number one class in the country. And uh, Jake Cremata was kind of the building block of that class. Not only that, but he finished his Georgia career as the all-time leader in career punting average, uh, beating out Drew Butler. So that was a great, great get there. Um, number 18, this is where it starts to get really hard. DeAndre Swift, you see him now, one of the leading rushers in the NFL, but he was a five-star back out of Philadelphia. And that's when you first kind of saw Kirby Smart's Georgia able to go into other states and pull out players. Uh, they got uh, DeAndre Swift out of uh, Pennsylvania. He was one of the first Philly dogs. Uh, and DeAndre was the number four running back in the country. He went on to put up 1,000-yard seasons in Athens. Remember, Everybody remembers his memory from the 2017 SEC championship game against Auburn. But then he was the leading rusher for Georgia. He was an all-SEC player. He made some uh, All-American teams. Really, he was basically Georgia's only bell cow on offense in that 2019 season. Swift was electric, uh, catching passes, um, scooting around, for the Georgia offense, and that's why I have him at number 18. Uh, number 17, this is a guy that uh, you look at Javon Bowler there. He's actually a safety. Uh, that's what me and Kaylee have for our internal conversations uh, for number two. He's actually a safety, Javon Bullard, uh, the three-star. Uh, and Bullard's a guy, he kind of fits what you're going to see as a popular narrative for the dogs right here. Uh, Bullard is a guy that was a three-star recruit. He was a COVID-time recruit. He was a homegrown recruit prospect from the state of Georgia. And Javon Bullard uh, was likely like among the top 400, 500 prospects in the country. But you look at where he is now, he's a two-time starter. Uh, can, he has the chance to be a, a three-time national champion this, this year as well. But what moved him up were the big-time players in big-time game moments. I think the best accolade we shared there is that Javon Bullard, despite being a three-star, with that great development story as a star and now also as a starting safety for the number one team in the land. He was the defensive MVP in the college football playoffs last year, both against uh, Ohio State in the uh, semis. That crushing hit against um, Marvin Harrison Jr., I think, set the tone for the comeback. And then you have Javon Bullard as the, uh, also the defensive MVP in the national championship game. So Bullard, Bull, as he's called by Kirby Smart a lot, uh, has all that going for him. And also, if you look at him right now, he's probably going to wind up a second or third round draft pick in the NFL after this season. Uh, number 16, Broderick Jones. Number, he was the number two or three uh, tackle in the country. Georgia beat out Miami, Arkansas, Auburn, places like that. Broderick went on to become a, a two-time national champion. He didn't give up a sack his senior year. He was an all-SEC player. Uh, what he did and what he's going to continue to do as an example uh, guys like great example would be a guy like David Sanders Jr. in the 2025 class, the current tackles this year, Daniel Calhoun um, in the 2024 class. They can all look to Broderick Jones as another example of development, of first round development at the offensive tackle position. Broderick Jones had those great plays getting out on space out in space, wiping out safeties, wiping out linebackers and corners uh, as he got upfield, got to the second level and downfield. Really athletic tackle. Uh, you see him right now, his first-round pick, and also starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers in his rookie season. And, folks, if you think those 
that that group right there was tough. Wait till you see as we roll on. You saw those six, 16 through 20. Uh, let's progress as we go forward on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. If you're just joining us, we're trying to attempt the impossible. We're trying to count down the 20 greatest recruits of the Kirby Smart era at Georgia, just as a way for everyone to be thankful uh, for what this team continues to do, what this program continues to do on the recruiting trail, and how that translates onto the field with this 28-game uh, win streak right now. Phenomenal for the dogs. Let's go to number 15. Number 15, definitely one of the guys that I will consider as one of the best dudes I've ever been around, much less the football. Let's kind of walk it, walk you through it. Uh, Lithonia, kind of native, grew up. Uh, single mother. Things didn't come so easy for Jamari Sawyer and his family. He was the number one offensive guard in the country. Clemson really wanted him. Florida State wanted him. Alabama wanted him. Ohio State wanted him. Uh, He chose the Georgia Bulldogs in the 2018 class. Had to wait a while to play, but eventually became a guy that never had a penalty called on him in his time at Georgia. I think he only gave up one sack to a future top five NFL draft pick. And what Jamari did for his senior year as a true warrior, I'll never forget because he could have had surgery a couple times during his, during his class, uh, during his senior year. Uh, his final year at Georgia, he kind of put it off so much to the point the young man could really barely walk after, the, after Georgia won it all in Lucas Oil Stadium. And then he finally had the surgery, and that kind of put him back to work out with scouts to show everybody what he needed to do. Just a bona fide dog and a football player. I'll never forget Jamari, as humble as it comes, uh, at his draft party on his draft day, walking around and kind of apologizing to guests and family members because it was taking so long for him to get drafted. Kirby Smart actually got on the phone and started calling NFL teams, say, bet on Jamari, trust me on this one. This guy will make you a lot better. Eventually, San Diego picked him, and he started basically every game of his uh, – of his first season in the NFL, especially after an injury. He moved over to left tackle and was great. The Chargers coach, I can remember this famous quote, he basically saved our season. That's the type of guy Jamari Sawyer is. Uh, Salt-of-the-earth type, go- type dog, and he's one of those guys that I feel the culture, the chemistry, the connection. Jamari Sawyer was the type of player that led to a lot of that. Really amazing building block for Georgia as they continue to, to stack this up. And I don't think the Georgia win streak – uh, is built uh, without the example of a player in the locker room uh, for the current team that was established by Jamari Salyer out of Pace High School. Another, another five-star, much more than a five-star, much more than the number one offensive guard in the country. Ironically, he played his best football for Georgia for basically two seasons at left tackle, uh, which is a lot harder to do in the SEC than playing offensive guard. That's number 15, guys. I'm telling you, it gets a lot harder. Number 14, Jake Fromm. And the reason why Fromm makes it, he was the number four quarterback in the country. Kirby flipped him from Alabama. Uh, he had a 35-7 and record as QB1 without the weapons that a guy like Carson Beck has right now. But really the main reason Jake makes this list is because of what he did that first season. Jacob Eason goes down. True freshman Jake Fromm. Everybody remembers that, right? Appalachian State game. Uh, Jacob Eason was the incumbent starter, has started almost the entire season his freshman year, and he goes down, won't be ready to play for several weeks. And in steps Jake Fromm. I like to think of really good football players as be at your best when your best is required, and his best was required. Jake Fromm uh, really knew the offense, really knew how to play fast. There was really no downgrade at all. In fact, it was an upgrade from the way Jacob Eason played in his freshman year. 
Um, who can forget that first game against Appalachian State? And then Jake Fromm leads Georgia to victories. His f- true freshman season, he goes to Rocky Top. Uh, he goes to South Bend in a terrific game, which kind of let everybody know Kirby Smart's Georgia was going to be different. You see him go on and win the SEC championship game, uh, lead the dogs there, lead the dogs back against Oklahoma. Of course, he gave the ball, handed off the ball to Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle a lot, but true freshman All-American. He eventually uh, gets selected in the NFL draft, and he's still currently playing with the Washington Commanders right now. So Jake Fromm, number 14, one of those guys that was a building block, not part of a championship, but I feel one of the most important, uh, one of the top recruits for what he did for Georgia of the Kirby Smart era. Also an All-American and everything else like that, an Elite 11 QB. Moving on to number 13, guys, it just gets harder and harder from here in our countdown. Malachi Starks, and this is a guy that I think he's got the chance to rise a lot higher. He was a five-star, the number one athlete in the country. Georgia beat out Alabama and Clemson largely for his services. Currently, he's been a, a national champion. He didn't start the first game against Oregon, but he made a big play in that first game against Oregon. No one will forget. And then he starts the rest of the way for Georgia in his true freshman season. He was a freshman All-American. He's up for the Nagurski Award right now, which goes to the best defensive player in college football. He's got at least one more season in Athens. And look at this superlative right here. He is 26-0 right now in his time at Georgia. Malachi Starks could very well not lose a game during his time in Athens. Um, that's really all you really need to be said right there. He's a phenomenal athlete. He belongs in the Champ Bailey type of athlete category, which is really the top 001% of all college athletes, high school athletes right there. Um, you see what he's done to help build the class in 2022. The relationships he forged, forged with guys like Jalen Walker were vital in terms of building that class. And I think Malachi's football's best football at Best football is ahead of him at Georgia. Uh, You talk about who's the best player on Georgia's team right now. I think most folks would say Brock Bowers, but I think the next name on people's lips that come off people's lips, it might be Malachi Starks. It might be um, Michael Williams. It might be a guy like Carson Beck continuing to move up and get better every week. But Malachi Starks right now is number 13, and he's been a lucky number 13 for the Dogs in Athens. I have him as the 13 uh, best, most important most valuable recruit, whatever you want to call it. So far, the Kirby Smart era in Athens. Moving up to number 12, the list gets harder. This is one of those stories that you're going to see a running theme for. Georgia takes a guy that played a lot of running back, really didn't know what he was doing at Eastside High in Conyers. He was the number 62 cornerback in the country. He was the number 664 overall uh, prospect, and he grew, he developed, he redshirted his first season. He eventually became an all-SEC player. Eric Stokes Jr. was always fast, but Georgia ended up signing him. They ended up kind of turning his head away from Ole Miss. And Mel Tucker deserves a large line share of the credit here for Eric Stokes Jr., but always been fast, always had blistering track times. He goes to the NFL Combine and runs at 4-3. Uh, was an all-SCC guy. I love it how we found, Kaylee found the great pick here of the crushing hit he made on another victorious night in Rocky Top, uh, another victorious night in Rocky Top um, against the Volunteers, one of the one of the signature plays of Eric Stokes in his time at Georgia. He eventually goes on to become a first round pick. So look at that development. Georgia's has those thirty six five stars, but what they do is they go they take a three star recruit, never really knew if he was a corner or not, and they turn him into a first round draft pick. 
Eric Stokes Jr. played brilliantly in his junior season, his redshirt sophomore season in Athens, that 2020 season, and was selected first overall uh, by the Green Bay Packers in the NFL draft. Look at him right there. You see him with his lanyard right there. As Kaylee and I were going over these pictures, she's like, I really like how it looks like he's looking away from that bone-crushing hit right there uh, that he delivered against the Vols. Kind of like, oof, that was a good one. I thought that was a good selection putting this graphic together. Number 12, and, and that's your number 12, guys. Let's see about number 11. This stuff just gets harder and harder. Cedric Von Prong Granger, the number one center in the country. He's already a two-time national champion. He's 40-1 and one as a starter for the Bulldogs. He also played in four games in his redshirt season uh, in 2020. That was the COVID season in Athens. The Dogs won all four of those. So you can even make that 40-1 and one look even prettier to say that Georgia is 44-1 and one in every game that Cedric Von Prong Granger has played for the Dogs. He's going to be a He's going to be a rotating team captain all season. I think he will be voted as a eventual permanent captain for this team. Uh, you want to talk about an anchor. You want to talk about a building block. You want to talk about a captain. You want to talk about composure, connection, physicality, all the core DNA, DNA traits of Georgia. That's what Cedric Von Prong Granger is all about. He's got a chance to move up a few more slots as well. And look at this. This is a stat no one keeps, but it's something I've been tracking for a while. If you look at that record right now, Cedric Von Prong Granger, should the dogs win out, can go to 45-1 and one as a starter. When that happens, it is every belief I hold that no Georgia Bulldog would have been the starter in more victories ever than Cedric Von Prong Granger, SVPG, during his time in Athens. One more great note to share here. This was a Sam Pittman special. Georgia started recruiting him even before LSU did in Baton Rouge at Warren Easton High School. He kind of fell in love with the dogs. The dogs were able to go into Louisiana. Folks, that is so, so hard. That is like pulling lottery tickets, back-to-back uh, -back winners and back-to-back -back Christmases from the presents you get into your stocking. It is just so very hard to do. Georgia pulled a number one overall prospect, All-American, out of deep Bengal Tiger, LSU Tiger country. They made him a building block of their program, and the rest is history. Cedric Von Prog Granger going to go down as one of the all-time great dogs, probably right now with respect to a lot of, lot of amazing names um, that Georgia has had over the years. You think of all the great centers they've had, Wayne Radloff, Peter Anderson uh, from the 80s and the 90s, uh, Ben Jones, for instance, David Andrews, for instance. I think when all is said and done, Cedric Von Prog Granger is going to be the greatest go down as the greatest all-time center in Georgia football history. Quite a pull there. And Cedric, not even in the top ten, but I think he's a guy that's kind of climbing, going to kind of move up into a more comfortable spot as the weeks and the games go by. There's your, there's your, ten, there's your 11. Let, let's get into the top ten, guys. You know, this is kind of hard. Are you following along? Who do you guys think are going to kind of fill out the number ten? We're at number ten. This is another story about development. Georgia was late in the game to recruit Chris Smith. I want you to see that picture on the left. It looks like he put on about 25 pounds of armor with Scott Sinclair's uh, House of Pain in his weight room in Athens. He became a two-time national champion. He was a three-star for most of his career, but eventually became a four-star in high school. The number 100, 315 overall prospect. We told you the story about Jay Cremata in the 2018 class. Well, the second guy to commit to Georgia before Georgia ended up with the nation's number one class and seven five-stars with Chris Smith the second. Everybody remembers those dynamic plays he made, the Clemson play, 
uh, where he took the interception to the house. Remember that heady smart, I'm a smart guy, one of the smartest men on the field, coach on the field play he made against that blocked kick against LSU. He took that in for a touchdown. He ends up being an All-American as well out of Hapeville Charter High School. What Georgia did, this is another great example of development here where they take a player that was number 315 overall in the country and turn him into a consensus All-American. Chris Smith is now with the Las Vegas Raiders in the NFL, uh, enjoying his rookie season. And he's number 10 on our all-time Kirby Greatest Recruits countdown on Dog Nations before the hedge is brought to you by Kroger. Number nine, you guys got any guesses who the next few names are going to be? This is Richie. This is Little Easy. And this was the first Kirby Smart recruit. Let me tell you a little story from the trail. When Kirby was kind of getting hired, and that was that whole two-step with South Carolina and Alabama during the playoffs, he kind of let Richard LeCount know before it was maybe even official that he was going get to get the job at Georgia. Shortly thereafter, Richard LeCount III became the first recruit to commit to Kirby Smart's Georgia. He wasn't even a that wasn't even his, he wasn't even a part of the 2016 recruiting class. He was a 2017 five-star. He thought about really hard going to Ohio State or Alabama. What he told me, I remember this story to this day is he wanted to play for Kirby, but he wanted to play for his home state. And when Kirby made that move, it made it perfect. He forgot about uh, a really strong tug to go play with a great uh, lifelong friend in Raquan McMillan at Ohio State. He wanted to play for the dogs. He wanted to represent the G. And he was a five-star, nation's number one safety. But here's where Richard LeCount for all time is going to go on this list. I don't care. We're going to do this list five, six years from now, uh, good Lord willing. But I think Richard LeCount will always be in the top 20 for this one story. This was when he was already at Georgia, and he was a freshman. And he, had, he was in the elevator, and he had a meeting where Zamir White, Jamari Sawyer, Justin Fields, Karis Jackson, really a lot of the building blocks for the 2018 recruiting class that finished number one. And Richie looked every one of those guys in the face, and he said, you guys come here. We're going to win a national championship. Plain as day, drop the mic. Richie has a way that makes folks believe him. He's a natural leader. Um, he was a great kind of – cog and some Kirby Smart great defenses. He was never part of a championship team um, aside from the 2017 SEC championship, but he didn't get the the natty that he put so much effort into building. I'll never forget the rising seniors game after he had committed to Georgia. This was his after his junior season, before his senior season. And he's in the rising seniors game pointing out dudes and saying, dog, dog, dog. Guys like Malik Herring, guys like uh, Andrew Thomas, uh, he was pointing out that those are the guys that he was going to make sure showed up at Georgia. The homegrown dogs are going to stay home. Uh, he played Santa Claus in two really amazing uh, Christmas uh, commitment videos for Dog Nation. He's still currently in the NFL. I think he just recently got activated off the practice squad. Um, he's been with the Commanders. He's been with the Buccaneers. Uh, he's been in a lot of places with the Browns. But really the first Kirby recruit, one of those guys that was the one of those groundbreaker commitments to Georgia where everything kind of went downhill and you kind of saw that Georgia was going to win all the big recruiting battles in state with Kirby Smart on board. Richard LeCount, uh, Richie, little easy, number nine on the all-time Kirby countdown. Number eight, got any guesses? How about this? Let's go with a number one overall uh, pick, Trayvon Walker. He was a national champion. Um, He was Trayvon Walker's sack as they closed out and 
uh, knocked out and silenced Auburn and Jordan Hare. I inspired that FT uh, or HBTFD comment from Kirby Smart. We'll keep it uh, PG-13 for all the youngsters out there listening right there. But Trayvon Walker was a five-star. Georgia beat out Clemson. They beat out uh, South Carolina. They beat out a host of schools that really wanted to sign Trayvon Walker out of Thomaston High School. Uh, five-star plays really early. Who can forget Trayvon Walker on kick team against Notre Dame in his freshman year? 6'5", 280 pounds coming down on the kick team. He eventually became uh, a starting key cog, one of those first-rounders. And he's one of those players that the dogs now with Travion Scott can point to and say, come to Georgia, five-star, get developed, go in the first round. Don't worry about the sacks. Don't worry about the numbers. They know if you play for Georgia, you can play great at the NFL at the next level. He became the number one overall pick in the draft when he came out after his junior season. Trayvon Walker, number eight. Folks, this gets harder and harder. Remember when I said it's like trying to pick out your favorite grandparent or your favorite Will Ferrell movie? This is where it gets stupid hard. You keep going up. Who's number seven? Who do you think's number seven? How about Jalen Carter, the bread man Jalen, two-time national champion. He was an All-American. He was the first-round pick. And I wanted to tell you, folks, this is how recruiting works. That was the cycle in 2020 where Georgia had its hopes up to get Brian Brzee, Miles Murphy, and Georgia was missing on the highest-rated defensive lineman edge guys. Uh, and everybody was like, well, at least Georgia ended up with Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter from Apopka High School in Florida who was catching passes, throwing down windmill ducks on the basketball court, catching passes at a tight end. Jalen Carter uh, became an All-American at Georgia, had a much better career than either of those Clemson Tigers wound up having. He was a bedrock player for Georgia on two national championship teams. He was a top 10 pick right now. He is the odds-on favorite to be the defensive rookie of the year. Jalen Carter out of Florida. It's another example of how uh, Trey Scott and Kirby Smart could go into Florida and pick out a player that Florida wanted, Florida State wanted, uh, the Miami Hurricanes wanted, everybody wanted. But it was the evaluation pick piece where Georgia knew they had something really special early on. Who can forget, he wasn't in Athens for long when films started circulating about how he kind of walked back Trey Hill, who'd been a already a two-year starter for Georgia um, out of the 2018 class. Jalen Carter, everybody knew he was going to be special. Nobody knew just how special. Jalen Carter, the number seven prospect, the number seven dog on our all-time Kirby countdown. If you think you're sitting here going, Jeff, what's going on, man? You're going to tell me you're going to find six more dudes, six more dogs that made a bigger impact than Jalen Carter? Well, that's the job. That's the mission. That's the assignment. Uh, and I knew the assignment when I got into this. Number six on the list, just outside the top five. Oh, we're going to just roll out a Butkus Award winner. He won a two-time Butkus Award winner, actually. Um, he won it in high school for his, for his work at Horn Lakes as a state champion in Mississippi, just outside the Memphis area. He became an All-American. He won the Butkus Award uh, during his time at Georgia after his junior year. And I think Nakobe was a great example. He was the nation's number one linebacker. Ole Miss was in it. Uh, Alabama was in it. And I'll never forget his family telling me that if we go to Georgia, we've got to drive past Tuscaloosa to get there. So is what we're going to get at Georgia going to be better than what we're going to have to drive an extra hour or two, two and a half, three hours to go past Tuscaloosa 
to get to Athens. Well, the one thing that the Dean family really valued was education. N'Kobe Dean wanted to be an engineer. Uh, Glenn Schumann, this was one of the best pelts on the wall there for Glenn Schumann in terms of how impressive a recruiter the dogs were going to be. They signed N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean becomes an instant charismatic playmaker for Georgia. He works his way and becomes a starter. It seems like every year Georgia had great linebackers and then they find a way to upgrade them. Who can forget that play where there was miscommunication and Channing Tindall didn't have the right assignment? N'Kobe Dean had the respect of his brother on the Georgia Bulldog defense to get in his ear and say, no, we can't have that. we got to have something better. He kept his teammate in the game. Channing Tindall makes another uh, impact play, sacking Bryce Young shortly thereafter. The very next play after that, N'Kobe Dean always was seen as one of the smartest, one of the most put-together, dialed-in dogs during his three years on campus. He played hurt. He was covering guys out of the backfield. He was the Butkus Award winner and he was an All-American. N'Kobe Dean, number six on the list of what I see, what the Dog Nation before the Hedges show see, as the all-time greatest recruit so far during the Kirby Smart era at Georgia. Just something so the nation, the Dog Nation, have something to really be thankful for here this week, kind of looking at the great scope of recruiting the dogs have put together that became the lifeblood and became the building blocks, that became the Jenga pieces uh, for the nation's a number one team that's won 28 straight games. The one difference in that Jenga reference is, is this tower is not falling down anytime soon. Number five, you want to know number five? Let's take a look at a very deserving number five, Andrew Thomas. Now, I'm going to tell you about one quick story by Andrew Thomas. He did something his freshman year that I don't think will ever be accomplished again at Georgia or anywhere else in college football, especially on the line of scrimmage. Andrew started all 15 games of his freshman year. Now, Georgia didn't win the national title. They fell to Bama on second and 26, but Andrew Thomas earned the job, and he came in as a summer enrollee playing for Sam Pittman and started all 15 games. First of all, that says you got to be ready to play. you got to be in great condition to play, and he was by Kevin Johnson. You also have to be uh, fortuitous and fortunate enough to be able to maintain your health playing on the – line of scrimmage in the SEC. That is a grown man's league, and you're going to have to be able to do that for 15 games. Another reason why that'll never happen with Georgia is that was a point when Georgia didn't have the quality tackles on the depth chart. Remember the year before, they went to the transfer portal, and not transfer portal, but they pulled a graduate offensive tackle uh, from Rhode Island to start a lot of games for Georgia in 2016. Georgia didn't have tackles at all when Sam Pittman and Kirby Smart arrived. They found a great one in Andrew Thomas out of Pace Academy. He started all 15 games at a freshman. He went on to become a first-round pick. He went on to become an All-American in Athens, and he was picked in the top five of the NFL draft. You want to talk about Andrew Thomas, the example set by Andrew Thomas, allowed Broderick Jones to be possible. And then Broderick Jones allowed Monroe Freeling to be possible. And that example will allow tackles potentially in the 2025 class like Juan Gaston and David Sanders Jr. to be possible. It also, it also gave Georgia the ability to earn commitments. That kind of lineage at left tackle. Throw Jamari Salyer in there as well for offensive linemen, how Georgia's been able to develop and get guys in the league. And that leads to more recruiting because Georgia just can point to the pipeline. We've done it for these guys. You can follow this plan. We can get you guys in the NFL as well. 
Andrew Thomas, another great example of evaluation because Andrew was only like the number 11 offensive tackle in the country uh, coming out of pace, but Georgia thought he was the very best and recruited him like that. Georgia actually in that 2017 class was able to sign Andrew Thomas and Isaiah Wilson, who also became a first-round pick of the Tennessee Titans. That was a great jump start for Georgia recruiting under Kirby Smart that the lines of scrimmage were going to be way different. Moving on to number four, we could talk a lot about Andrew Thomas as well, but number four, it's got to be baby boy, right? Got to be Nolan. He was the first time Georgia, under Kirby Smart, signed the number one overall recruit in the country. He was a five-star. He became a two-time national champion, and he was a first-round pick of the Philadelphia Eagles, a team captain type, a guy that still motivates and energizes the program to this day. He came and uh, visited Georgia for the recent uh, gangbuster win against Ole Miss. Nolan, very charismatic. He took over the Florida game uh, in his red, in his in his senior season um, last season in Jacksonville. The pass rusher, the setting the edge. I think that's one of the biggest things Georgia's missing off this year's team. Just the dynamic ability that Nolan Smith flashed. Remember how he came up with those big sacks in big moments. Remember how his sack of Bryce Young in the 2021 National Championship game. Uh, the 20 is actually in the 2022 calendar year, but how he sacked Bryce Young and put Bryce Young in Alabama to sleep, and that was the last play of the uh, national championship game for the dogs. Always wanted to be a dog, grew up a dog, loved the dogs, wanted to represent the G. Georgia means so much to him. His university means so much to him. And Nolan Smith's got a bright future in football, a bright future in broadcasting. And for the rest of his days, he's going to represent the G. His example, uh, the fact he came to Georgia, allowed future recruits to follow him. Nolan is an influencer to the nth degree. Uh, Trayvon Walker wanted to play with him. Another guy on the top ten on this list. Those two guys wanted to play together, and they wanted to play together at Georgia. You saw the recruits that came and followed Nolan, uh, guys like Marvin Jones Jr. Um, That's the type of player Nolan has been for Georgia. And I think, yeah. And was I being cute with this? Was I being, you know, what are you doing here, Jeff? I think it only meant meant something. It only felt right to make number four the number four all-time dog on the Kirby Smart Countdown. You guys, we're going to hold the brakes here for a second. Let me catch a breath. I want you guys to catch a breath. Who do you think is coming up next? Who do you think is left on the all-time Kirby Countdown? Um, There's some big names. And I tell you, one, two, and three. One and two were really hard. Um, I might even need to change my answer after five more games about who's number two or who's number three. But right now, number three, you guys know him. You guys are glad that that uh, tightrope surgery happened and he's better. We're going Brock Bowers, number three, on the all-time Kirby countdown for a lot of reasons. Uh, He's the first Mackey Award winner at Georgia. He's a two-time All-American, going to be a three-time All-American this year. Georgia's records since uh, Brock Bowers. We talked about Cedric Von Prong Granger. Georgia's records since he's been in Athens, and he's been a starter. Uh, he's 38 and one. Remember that injury cost him two games there. But uh, Brock Bowers loved this story coming out of Napa wine country. Um, there was a combine, the Nike Opening Regional in February, and it was in Reno, and. Brock Bowers went to that, and this was like weeks before, mere weeks before the pandemic came down and shut everything down. But he ran the 40, he timed, he tested, he had a brilliant vertical of almost 40 inches. 
He ran a four five at six foot three and about two hundred and twenty five pounds. And that was a whoa moment because those numbers were shared everywhere. That was a laser time. And that got Georgia really interested. Todd Hartley. And that was really all it needed once Todd Hartley kind of locked on to him. That's kind of like like one of Maverick's missiles in Top Gun Maverick, where uh, you know, you know, you know Pete, Lieutenant Pete Mitchell is going to get his guy. That's kind of how Todd Hartley is with an All-American tight end he wants. Um, they were able to start recruiting him. They were able to really get out there and really – they knew what they were getting with Brock Bowers, and Georgia won that commitment. And this is another super evaluation for Todd Hartley in Georgia. At the time, uh, even when he signed, folks, uh, people thought that there were 104 other prospects in the 2021 signing class that were better than one Brock Bowers. I didn't believe it. Um, just that rare athleticism, what he brings to the table. He was wired right. Georgia won that recruiting battle. Um, his own family didn't even don't, doesn't even think to this day that – Georgia winds up with uh, Hartley and Georgia winds up with Brock Bowers unless he goes to that Nike opening camp just before the pandemic. Think about that for a minute. He could have had an AP test. He could have been wanting to hang with his girl. He could have been wanting to have some fun with his friends. He could have wanted to do a lot of things. Maybe his dad wanted him to do some chores or whatever, but he was fortunate enough to be able to go to that camp, not knowing that there would be no football for the rest of his junior year. There would be no football at all. He didn't even get to play his senior year. And that's how you saw uh, Georgia close on a guy like Brock Bowers. Number three right now in our all-time Kirby countdown. Just a dynamic weapon. I think he'll end up being a top ten pick in the NFL draft after this season. Uh, there's, a, there's a thing there about evaluation. There's a thing there about uh, – just lucky there's a thing there about what Brock Bowers has meant to Georgia uh, in his three seasons in Athens, a dynamic playmaker. He's going to go down as one of the best Bulldogs in history. He's probably on the Rushmore uh, list for, I'd probably say about 30% or 40% of Dog Nation would probably put him on their Mount Rushmore of all-time dogs right now. Brock Bowers out of California. Another example how the dogs are able to go out of state, way out of state, and bring in those premier prospects as well. Uh, Todd Hartley deserves a huge feather in his cap for the rest of his career for identifying and going to reel in uh, Brock Bowers to the Georgia Bulldog program. And like you said, his first season, what is what is Brock's first season in Athens? The Dogs go 14-1. and His second season, the Dogs go 15-0. and His third season, the Dogs are 11-0, and heading into good old, clean old-fashioned hate week with Georgia Tech on Friday. We're down to two. And there can be only two. My choice for the number two all-time dog in Kirby Smart's recruiting era at Georgia, our Thanksgiving special right now and before the hedges in honor of Thanksgiving week and this team that continues to rack up all these victories. My number two choice for the all-time greatest dog in Kirby Smart history, all-time greatest recruit in Kirby Smart history. Wish we had a drum roll effect. I think a drum roll effect, we can get away with it. The number two guy is the mailman, Stetson Bennett. Um, look at that picture on the left. This was like eight years ago when he was at the Rising Seniors game. I mean, Stetson Bennett, nobody is going to look at that picture on the left and think probably one of the greatest four or five Bulldogs of all time. Uh, preferred walk-on at the beginning. And then I, I kind of always find it very fortunate for the dogs that Justin Fields transfers out. And that means Georgia needs another arm in practice, uh, in spring practice, another scholarship arm in practice to make up for the lack of quarterbacks they had outside of Jake Fromm. And Dwan Mathis was coming in. They had some walk-ons. But they bring Stetson Bennett back in because he knew the offense. He knew the program. He loved Georgia. 
Uh, might have even went to play for Billy Napier at Louisiana Lafayette if uh, Justin Fields doesn't transfer out. He comes back home, and really the dogs don't know what they have. They don't know what they have when that, that first season uh, he was the backup to Jake Fromm. That second season when they brought in JT Daniels and Jamie Newman, and then they started Dwan Mathis ahead of him uh, in the 2020 season. And really didn't know what they had in 2021 when they started out with JT Daniels again. And then uh, he goes on to become a two-time national champion, an NFL draft pick, a Heisman finalist. And I think the biggest stats and stuff is we, Brandon and I talked about this a lot over the years. When you have one of those stage games, when you have a, a game where you roll the stage out and they're giving away a trophy and they're giving away confetti at the end of the game, Stetson was never better in those games. He was the MVP of the Orange Bowl in 2021 against Michigan. He was the offensive MVP for Georgia in the, uh, the game against Alabama for Lucas Old, State, Lucas Old Stadium, the drought breaker. He was the MVP against Ohio State for Georgia in that thrilling comeback in the Peach Bowl. Uh, against the Buckeyes, and he was the MVP. I think he put up like six combined touchdowns in a true swan song, drop the mic, uh, mailman's last route moment for the dogs. He was the MVP of that as well. Uh, you can't think about S- George's success under Kirby Smart without thinking of Stetson Bennett. He is a very deserving number two choice on the Before the Hedges all-time Kirby countdown. And then there was one. So many images about this guy. I think about the first thing you're going to think about. Let me give you some clues. I'm going to stress some development. I'm going to tr- stress some extremely popular figure with the fan base. I'm going to stress that he started right away his freshman year, right around week five or week six after the off week, and Georgia was a different football team with him in there. I want to talk to you about him coming back for another season. I want to talk to you about him eventually going in the first round of the NFL draft. And I want to talk to you about the best friend of the Redcoats among Kirby Smart's Bulldogs. Of course, I'm talking about number nine, number 99, excuse me. Drum roll, everybody. Big JD to NYC, Jordan Davis. Look at this slide right here. Folks, this is the development piece that you could call it the Sistine Chapel for Georgia football recruiting. Um, If you don't look above you, and see what Georgia did with, with Jordan Davis, you're missing the big picture. What's happening with Jordan Davis? He was an All-American, of course. He was a national champion. He was a first-round pick. But coming out of high school in Mallard Creek, evaluation was everywhere. They didn't know who he was. They didn't know if he's an offensive tackle. They didn't know if he's a defensive tackle. Well, you can bet your season tickets that Travion Scott knew what he was. Travion Scott knew that Jordan Davis was going to be a nose tackle anchor of the defensive line. Um, hard to block. You saw those clips coming up his junior, his junior and senior years in Athens where everyone was going, wow, not only is he big, he's chasing down quarterbacks. Who can remember that viral clip against UAB and the Blazers where he hawks down a UAB quarterback before he can get to the first down marker? Another example of evaluation. Think about this for a second, guys. The 2018 class, seven five-stars, revolutionized Georgia recruiting. Uh, They finished number one in the country. They arm wrestled. They took down Alabama for the number one recruiting class in the country. Jordan Davis was the 22nd highest rated signee in that class. He was a three-star. Look at this. Number 448 overall. And Jordan Davis becomes, in the minds of Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger, 
Dog Nations before the hedges. This is the all-time greatest recruit so far in the Kirby era. I think development speaks to that. I think he was the cornerstone of the Georgia defense. And for me, it kind of just feels right that the all-time Kirby Smart recruit in Athens so far is a defensive player. The team's been built on defense. The team's been built on Kirby Smart's expertise on that side of the ball. You've got a first-rounder. You've got development. You've got a national champion. You've got an All-American. You've got a revered figure by the fan base. Uh, that, my friends, is a bulletproof and an airtight resume, in my mind, for the greatest overall recruit in the Kirby Smart era up to this point. There's guys probably just as talented and even more talented, but what Jordan Davis meant to the dogs was everything. And that's why he is the number one guy on our Before the Hedges Thanksgiving week, all-time Kirby Smart countdown. Whew. Let that resonate for a second, huh? Think about the scope of those players. Like, when I started there and I put together this list initially, I like 55 names. I mean, guys like Solomon Kinley. I even thought Jacob Eason was important for Georgia's development. I thought Justin Fields was important because Justin Fields was a guy that came in. Even though he never started for Georgia, Justin Fields was kind of the building block. Everybody wanted to play with him in that 2018 class. And Justin Fields becoming a dog meant that Jamari Sawyer became a dog. Cade Mays became a dog. Quay Walker became a dog. Um... Channing Tindall became a dog. Guys like Aziza Ojolari became a dog. Adam Anderson became a dog. Zamir White became a dog. Jamari Salyer became a dog. He was one of those ringleader recruits, those Pied Piper recruits that brought guys in. You have so many names. Solomon Kinley's a name that uh, plays a lot of football for Georgia, coming in as a three-star Sam Pittman special find. Over and over, Monty Rice, a great player the dogs pull out of. North Alabama, uh, to come be a, a great linebacker for the dogs. You look at what they're doing in 2023, there's some names like C.J. Allen, I think. There's names in 2022, the 2022 class, like uh, Michael Williams that might end up on this list, uh, given, given him an, uh, given, when he gets one more season in Athens. That's how extremely robust, stout, uh, incredible Georgia football recruiting has been under Kirby Smart. That's your top 20 list. We gave you some honorable mentions. Our question of the week. I want you to see what, uh, what I had to go through. I'm going to give you a little taste of what I had to go through. My question of the week for you guys, we're on Dog Nations Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Who are your top five all-time recruits of the Kirby Smart era? Lots of names, lots of names. Did I get them right? Did I have this guy too low? Did I have this guy too high? What do you think about a punter being in there? When you think about the greatest recruits that you've seen play for the University of Georgia during the Kirby Smart era, uh, approaching 90 wins and 15 losses or 92 wins and 15 losses, who you think? Who are your thoughts? Who do you think are the all-time greatest recruit of the Kirby Smart era? Um, tough one. Tough one. Think about that for a minute. You're going to feel bad when you're like, what do I do with Keely Ringo? What do I do with George Pickens? What do I do with Darnell Washington? Really tough to do. Really tough to do. I, it's one of those things where, I mean, you could ask you could ask Dog Nation's Connor Riley, Mike Griffith, Brandon Adams, our own Kaylee Mansell, you know, who are your top five? And they're going to sit there and they're going to get on their fingers and toes and they're going to start looking. They're going to start Googling. They're going to start searching because this is such an expanded question. Feel free to drop your answers below in the comment section. I'll be back to make sure and I'll check your answers with mine. I'll be watching uh, for my Thanksgiving uh, spot as well on, on Wednesday night before the Hedges as well. Guys, 
Uh, we had a different type of show. This is a special show, Thanksgiving show, special edition. And one thing we've got to make sure we do each and every week is we got to keep up with our dog of the week. And remember, what's the dog of the week? Dog of the week is a special brought to you, uh, special edition enhancement for the 2023 season on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger, where we take a public Georgia commitment. None of those silent commitments. We're not in the business of breaking anybody's moments up, but a public Georgia commitment that had the best game last week for, the, for their high school team when they're on their way to play for Georgia. And, folks, this week we got a terrific one. This is a junior. I don't get a lot of juniors right now. The seniors are usually um, taking over this stuff. But take a look at our dog of the week this week. Recent commitment. This is a junior, three-star junior, Bo Walker out of Cedar Grove High School. Bo Walker last week had 15 carries for 191 yards and five touchdowns. He's committed in the 2025 class out of Cedar Grove High School. Cedar Grove, Cedar Grove has been very good to the dogs uh, with commitments uh, like uh, C.J. Madden and Christian Miller uh, over the years. Uh, Cedar Grove has been a place where you can find the best, some of the best football players in the state of Georgia in the southeast. And Bo Walker, a three-star, kind of reminds you a lot of DeAndre Swift is our honoree for this week. First of all, that's over 10 yards of carry. Uh, first of all, that's five touchdowns in the second round of the playoffs for the junior running back. He's only a three-star, but Dell McGee obviously thinks that highly enough of him to accept his commitment in his junior season from Georgia. Uh, Cedar Grove High School has a great one. And this week's Dog of the Week on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger is Bo Walker uh, out of Cedar Grove High School. Good pick there. Um, Moving right along, uh, we've got our top, 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 top remaining targets for 2024. Um, top remaining targets of 2024, and this list has changed up a little bit. Uh, you saw the recent decommitment uh, from Marcellus Barnes. He's actually, although it says Virginia Tech right there, he is uh, he is uh, committed. He is committed to Virginia Tech. He was committed to Virginia Tech. He is decommitted now. I think Georgia and Ole Miss remain the primary schools to watch there. Brian Taylor, the JUCO defensive lineman, uh, he, made his, he, he made his official visit this past weekend to Tennessee, so that was another great commercial for the Georgia Bulldogs. Makai Burrow, I believe he had five tackles and two sacks uh, last week in the second round of the playoffs for Creekview High School in Fairburn, Georgia. Cam McHale, who makes his decision on November the 23rd, um, Thanksgiving uh, out of Statesboro, Georgia, the four-star athlete. You got number five, the five-star defense, the three-star defensive lineman, Jaden Hamlin, the JUCO prospect out of Valley, Alabama, and number six, Terrell Anderson, uh, currently uh, publicly committed to North Carolina State out of Grimsley High School in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, top remaining targets, really, guys. This is a point now where I think it's almost like transfer portal number targets. I think right now, I'd look for Georgia to add at least one receiver out of the transfer portal, and maybe two uh, defensive linemen, big grown man defensive linemen, maybe even three defensive linemen uh, in the class of 2024 to the transfer portal, aside from their 28 commitments right now in the class. Let's take a look at what else we got for you get, for you this week with our uh, weekly slides. We have uh, – we have um, – what did you guys think? Like all that stuff? Um, we still got your dog of the weekend. Uh, we still got everything else for you guys here on dognation.com. Um, you guys got anything going on? Anybody want anything to talk about? Um, feel free to drop it in the question in the comment section below. I'll be kind of monitoring the chat and watching the show live. Can't wait to see what each and every one of you guys have for 
uh, Halfer Asal, as you share your picks for the top five, your top five uh, all-time great Kirby recruits, according to your mental Rolodex uh, here on BeforeTheHedges.com. Guys, I'm just going to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, this is a time where we, we always say thanks. We always say thanks before the hearty meals. But this is a time we also got to think about that giving part of Thanksgiving. We saw earlier this week Chris Cole, the Georgia linebacker commitment, spent some time handing out turkeys in his community. Um, Chris Cole is actually one of 12 Georgia Bulldog commitments um, that are still alive in either the third or fourth round of the uh, state playoffs in their respective high school state association. So that's 12 out of 28. One of them, Ellis Robinson, the fourth, doesn't have a playoff, even though his team went 10-0. and Another one, Marcus Harrison. Uh, they have a small school district state championship. That's all they have. So you want to think about 14 uh, uh, out of Georgia's um, 28 commitments at this time either won their last game or are still alive playing right now. That shows you the dogs not only have uh, the most talented recruiting class in the country, it's also stock full with a lot of winners. Uh, from all of us here at Before the Hedges and Dog Nation, I want to wish you guys a th happy Thanksgiving with you and your families and your loved ones. I wish you guys special and cherished time with the ones you guys love the most. But, guys, that is your intel. Everybody be well. I'm Jeff Sintel. We'll see you guys again later on the pages of dognation.com. I'm a bulldog, so Georgia who won't pick it. I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.